Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Well, Sharon, we're back together again, but uh, not in the same room as we are practicing social distancing with the show. And we've been doing this a couple of times now. We're starting to get the hang of it. Oh, yes, I think we are. We're two and a half hours away, but it, I would rather be in the room with you, Jeremy. But if we've got to do it like this, um, everybody, everybody's making lots of changes, so that includes us, too. Absolutely. This uh, COVID-19 has made changes for everyone. Everyone has been impacted, um, not only economically. I think uh, people are also feeling it emotionally. Um, they're feeling it from every aspect um, of life right now. And, you know, that's going to be the topic we're going to talk about today. And we're going to be uh, discussing COVID-19. And now that it has impacted my income, what are my options? And we've got a lot of CRNAs who have been impacted by this, Sharon. Oh, a lot of CRNAs who have been impacted, and I'm sure that your telephone has been going crazy. It has. It has not only uh, from the markets and the economic viewpoint of things that have been going on, and you know we've got a little bit of reprieve the past couple of days with uh, uh, this pending uh, third um, package of funds from Congress, and uh, you know the Federal Reserve is doing a lot of things to kind of mitigate some of the. The, the bad things that have gone on the last 30 days. Um, we're hoping that this is going to be uh, more than enough to carry us through, but, you know, that's yet to be seen. Um, you know, we're also looking at the possibility of uh, already have slipped into a recession here in the first quarter um, and definitely probably going to be in one in the second quarter. But, you know, we're looking out now and thinking that maybe by the third quarter we're coming back out of this thing. At least that's the hope for most of the analysts that we're following. Um, mm-hmm. So COVID has definitely changed uh, things. Things economically and people are, are not enjoying looking at their retirement accounts or their brokerage statements and you know we're getting calls from a lot of CRNAs this is tax time and you know we have a, a tax company as well and CRNAs that are 1099 we work with a lot of them across the US and they've been let go um, you know their contracts have been canceled we've got PRN CRNAs my wife as well who've been impacted they've canceled those cases uh, so they've told them you know, uh, although you had scheduled time to work PRN, uh, we don't need you. We're not sure when we'll need you back. Um, you got students who are graduating who um, possibly uh, won't have a job in the short run here, and people are just confused and scared. So we're going to talk about some of the impact that we'll have today. 
Well, this is a wake-up call and for CRNAs, and I know that this is not the first time that you have put forward the idea that times can be great, but it can change in an instant. You were almost prophetic. I'm sure we could go back in some of our previous podcasts, and I remember clearly you were saying that. So why don't you expand uh, a little bit along that theme for us, Jeremy? Well, you know, Sharon, we work with thousands of CRNAs across the country, and, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And You know, CRNAs, a lot of CRNAs, and I'm not speaking to everybody, but a lot of CRNAs have this feeling of security by being a nurse anesthetist, um, that things can't change. I'm always going to have a job. Um, You know, incomes are always going to go up. And we've been around long enough, Sharon, to know that that's not the case. Being a CRNA is a very cyclical industry. Incomes go up, they go down. Work goes up, it goes down. And, you know, no one thought that this could happen at this point to CRNAs that you would be looking for work. Um, You know, here we were in a a pretty hot economy that uh, CRNAs were really in demand. And all of a sudden, this virus comes around and 30 days later, you're finding yourself laid off. And one of the problems is that, you know, a lot of CRNAs don't have the necessary financial reserves saved. And we've preached this from the mountaintops. You need to be prepared, especially if you're a 1099 or PRN CRNA. For three to six months expenses, you need to have that cash liquid. But I've gotten calls from CRNA, Sharon, who are scared to death, and you know they're wanting to take money out of their 401k. Um, you know, I had one lady who wanted to take $100,000 out, and I asked her, I said, how long do you think you're going to be not working? She said, well, I don't know. It could be to the end of the year. And, you know, oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. This was, I mean, this is the type of irrationality that you're dealing with here. Um, and then I asked her, I said, well, you know, how much are you? your monthly expenses if you need to take $100,000 out. Unfortunately, she listened to me. But, you know, we've had all kinds of scenarios like this um, from CRNAs who were just really freaked out by this whole process. And, um, you know, hopefully today we'll kind of soothe some of those nerves. Have you been impacted, Sharon? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I did work two days this week, but I'm canceled the rest of this week, and I know there's nothing on the horizon for next week either. So I am sheltering at home, (laughs) even though we've not been told we have to shelter at home here in North Carolina for the whole state. I know that neighboring counties have been told to shelter at home, Durham County, which is where Duke is obviously that's a neighboring county to where i live but we can still go out and about but yes absolutely i've been impacted by this yeah and and i don't really know any crna around the country or most people at all in general that that hasn't been impacted you know we're also seeing and i know the ana addressed this a little bit but you know crnas because of your nature and background um, you're being asked to assume more critical care responsibilities and maybe even go back and do some of those rn uh, type duties uh, during this pandemic and uh, you know i know that a lot of crnas don't want to do that Um, what are your thoughts about that sharon well, you know, AANA Insurance Services put out an email saying that your insurance would still 
cover you if you had insurance through the AANA. I know Paul Packard, uh, past president of the NCANA, had just put something out cautioning people about going back and working as an ICU RN because your scope of practice and your credentialing doesn't really cover that. And it would work if you put that out there. I mean, I can imagine how it would be standing there watching a patient tank, knowing they need to be intubated, but I'm supposedly functioning as an ICU RN. Am I going to let that patient tank or am I going to use my skill set and intubate them right then? Well, I can, so I can I see know on that both sides are of that, lot. Sharon. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can see how that could be problematic. But a lot of states have been issuing executive orders also saying to allow APRNs to function to their scope of practice. They've been getting rid of collaborative agreements and a lot of other different things. So you know, I always see the glasses half full. So I'm hoping after all of this subsides that legislators, policymakers, hospital administrators, all of those types of people will realize that the world didn't come to an end because nurses were allowed to practice to their fullest extent. And maybe this will continue going forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sharon, you mentioned ANA Insurance Services, and I know that ANA put out some information that they did not endorse the use of CRNAs in sure. RN roles, but um, and that ultimately the decision is is to the individual CRNA or the facility or the state as to how that is. But you know, it, it's very interesting times, and you know, you mentioned um, you know a couple of different scenarios there that. You know, I guess in your scenario, you would want to intubate that person, but, um, you know, what are the ramifications of that? So a lot of questions got to be answered. And, you know, a lot of CRNAs are really worried financially right now, especially the ones that um, are 1099 and PRN and, you know, wondering, you know, where's the paycheck going to come from and when is this all going to end? You know, I know hospitals are, are also concerned about this as well. And, you know, surgical procedures tend to be profit drivers for the hospitals because they get um, more income from doing uh, surgical services than they do from a lot of things. So it's a, it's a big deal for them. Um, but I think on the backside of this, it's also the fact that we all know that this is really in the long run, a muted impact for these canceled procedures because they're just going to be pushed back for a while. Um, I think none of us really knows how long that's going to be, but it could be a matter of weeks. It could be a matter of months. But when things do come back online, they're going to come back on strong, and every CRNA is probably going to have a lot of work that needs to be taken care of for these elective procedures and procedures that have been pushed back. And, um, you know, I know New York, poor New York right now has, you know, a tremendous amount of cases up there um, and really feel for our colleagues and folks up there um, right now, because I know they're having a really tough time, but any thoughts about any of that? Sharon? Well, number one, since I'm at home, y'all heard, the six-pound wonder going nuts just now. <laughs> the love of my husband's life, Peanut, his dog. I've got her sheltered upstairs, but she sure is a loudmouth. 
You know, talking about New York, and this is kind of a sidebar, one of my classmates at Yale, amazing, amazing woman, Nancy Rizzuto, and she is a director of nursing up in Queens, New York, and she mm-hmm. said they are working nonstop getting yeah. all of these patients in, and they are working on their surge capacity, and already they are half full. Wow. And we are just in we're just in the beginning phases of this, they think. And we did get a text from a CRNA. Deb Flaherty was watching our little live preview. And she said with Arizona, West Virginia, and other states dropping supervision over CRNAs, ask that all CRNAs contact their legislators and specifically talk about COVID-19 and how important it is to drop barriers to access to care and move nurse anesthesia forward. She's right. There you go. There you go. That's exactly Very right. good points. There's, there's a call all. out right there. Very good points all. Well, I think to kind of circle back to individual CRNAs, I mean, we all know that at some point this virus is going to pass and and this situation is going to end and CRNAs are going to go back to work. Um, and there's going to be lots of work to be done um, that might happen at an inopportune time. It might be this summer when all CRNAs are wanting to vacation, but now they're having to make up for being off for a month or so, but it's going to hit and it's going to hit hard. And it will. Yeah. I absolutely, I'm trying to chill myself thinking <laughs> I'm going to have the, you know, what worked out of me as, as every uh, before CRNA very is. long. Yeah. Saturday, Sundays, I was just talking to our scheduler for Carolina Anesthesia, and she said it's already being discussed. Will they work Saturdays and Sundays whenever this is all through? Yeah. You know, I do a lot of endoscopy, and uh, most of the centers are closed right now or either running half schedules because patients are kind of self-selecting. They're choosing not to come out, and so... They're already trying to plan for the backlog that they're going to have going forward. So I think we're all going to be working and working very hard. So take your rest while you can right now. Yeah, sometimes it's, you know, it's hard to see when you're in the middle of a situation and until you really get on the backside of that. And hopefully this podcast will put a little reality there. I mean, we all know that um, this will clear up, but until then, um, you know, I think a lot of CRNAs and a lot of our clients have been asking, you know, one, can I file for unemployment? Um, And the answer is, well, it depends. (laughs) As in so many things these days, Um, you know, there are uh, federal requirements for how the states offer unemployment, but each state has their own rules on unemployment regulations. Um, So, you know, what we've been encouraging our CRNAs to do is understand what's available to them. You know, there are different options. And just this morning, um, you know, the Senate came out with their bill and looks like that's going to pass today. And they said that they're going to change it from three months of unemployment to four months of unemployment insurance, um, which, again, was good news. And hopefully we don't we're not in this situation four months Mm -hmm. from now. Uh, But they also indicated something that had changed in this bill. And we haven't seen it all yet, but that unemployments would not just cover individuals, which is typically the definition of an employee, but it would also cover small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and self-employed 
workers, which would definitely uh, be some of our CRNAs. Um, and they also said those folks that are working in the gig economy, uh, Uber and things like that, uh, would also be covered under this bill. So we haven't seen the final text yet, but it does look promising that, you know, a lot of self-employed CRNAs could qualify for unemployment if this comes out in the fashion that we think it's going to. You know, another thing that um, they said in this bill, you know, I know in North Carolina, unemployment is capped at $350 a week. And in each state, you know, that's a different amount. But they also said that um, that this would increase that amount by $600 per week under this bill. So in theory, a CRNA in North Carolina who's not working could potentially get $950 a week. It's definitely not what you're used to making, but it could help at least pay the mortgage and and do some things uh, along the way to kind of help us get through this scenario. So what if you work for a company like I work for or you work for a hospital? I guess that are two separate questions, which two separate answers. Yeah. I mean, you know, basically if you have a reduction in hours, you can now file for unemployment. So Sharon, you being an employee, what happens is your employer pays what we call SUDA and FUDA, state unemployment and federal unemployment on you. So that in scenarios like this, you know, that you can actually file you know, the problem is, is for CRNAs who are, are freelancing, um, if you're out there and you haven't incorporated, you're just a sole proprietor, then you're not paying into the SUDA and FUDA tax. Um, so those folks really aren't eligible to apply because they've never paid into it. You know, maybe you're just doing it a little bit on the side and you're making 20, 30, 40 grand, never incorporated. Um, you're not eligible to apply because you haven't paid into the system. Um, so, you know, we always encourage our, our CRNAs to set themselves up a little bit differently than just being a sole proprietor. You know, if you're an S corporation or if you're an LLC or a PLLC or you're a corporation, that requires you um, to adhere to a little bit different standard, especially if you've got an S corporation election or like in California, you have to be a professional corporation and you get the option in a lot of states on whether you want to opt out of paying unemployment or pay that unemployment. And a lot of our folks who have the LLCs or the PLLCs with an S-Corp election or just a straight S-Corporation are paying into um, that unemployment. Um, and they are eligible to draw unemployment even though they're um, technically self-employed. Hmm. All right. So talk about hospital-employed CRNAs. Hospital-employed CRNAs, if there's a reduction in hours, you are definitely eligible to apply for unemployment benefits um, because you are a W-2 employee and they are mandated to pay into that um, by the government. So you can definitely do that if you've been laid off or let go or um, had a reduction in hours. We have just been encouraging our CRNAs just to go ahead and apply. You know, everybody's wondering, am I going to get it? You know, what should I do? You know, there's a lot of people out there right now that are applying for unemployment. 
How do you do that? Well, you know, it used to be a more convoluted, complicated process, but now basically everything is done online. You go to your respective state's unemployment uh, commission and you can click a button and start the application process right there. You do not have to wait a week of being unemployed, which is typically what happens. You have to wait a week and then you can start the second week. Um, if you're out for any time period, you're immediately uh, able to draw unemployment for that, which is good. You also do not have to look for another job. These are changes that have just come under this COVID situation. Typically, you'd have to go out and you know see so many employers or apply for so many jobs per week. They've taken that requirement out, so they've made it a little easier for us to to be able to do this. But again, unemployment was never meant to be um, something that was going to pay all your bills. But you know, if you've got your emergency reserve uh, built up and you're drawing unemployment, um, you know, hopefully this will just get us through this month or so uh, of time period. Hopefully, it's a month or so where you know you can at least um, pay your bills and not be too much uh, under the gun. You know, and a lot of mortgage companies are offering to waive the mortgage for a month or two. Um, credit card companies are doing the same thing. You know, if you've got a car payment, uh, a lot of those are being waived right now. So there's a lot of opportunities if you're struggling financially out there. I would just encourage people to make those phone calls to your mortgage provider or the person that you've got your car financed with or your credit card company. Let them know that you've been impacted and um, and see if they'll change some things around for you in this environment. Wow. I know my car's been giving me a hard time and I was looking at trading cars i hate a car payment (laughs) but good lord this thing's going to keep on going now for sure god i hate a car payment and so but my timing was impeccable wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) well at least you haven't bought one yet so that's that's the good thing we'll we'll hold off for a few months you're not going anywhere anyway so sit at home and uh, let the car sit in the garage or the or the driveway and uh let this pass. Um, That's it. Well, my financial advisor probably would have told me, don't go to school at Yale and buy a, a car at the same time anyway. <laughs> Am I uh, correct? You are so correct. <laughs> you are so correct. Um, but yeah, but we this just... whole thing about, let's go back to this unemployment thing. This I have no idea about this. So I am absolutely clueless on this. All right. So it used to be that you got $350 a week. Now it would be 950 Is that based on sliding scale, based on what you made before? Or is just that everybody gets, not, like Oprah, yeah. no. you get $950, <laughs> you get $950. No, it's, it's based on what you made prior to having a reduction or in your hours or a reduction in pay. Um, so not everyone will get that amount. And again, the 950, you know, we're quoting here 350 as the normal rate from North Carolina. And according to the Senate bill that we've seen some details come out today, they're talking about another 600 on top of that per week. But, you you know, it's based upon how much money you made prior to, how much reduction in earnings. But I would say most CRNAs are going to qualify for the max here um, in this situation. Hmm. Okay, but no waiting period, because that was the other thing that I was wondering about. Yeah, no, no waiting period anymore. They've, uh, they've reduced that. Um, you know, the unemployment claims will actually come out tomorrow. 
that'll really show us the impact of COVID so far. Um, and we're expecting a huge jump in unemployment claims tomorrow from the previous week. You know, I guess the good thing is, is that we were at, uh, you know, an all-time low on unemployment, 3.2%. Right. You know, so we have some leeway in here, even if this temporarily impacts us. Um, you know, I think the long run is that, you know, this will clear out and we'll start to see some of those jobs come back and probably the majority of the jobs. And I worry about folks in the restaurant business and, and places like that that might not get as much um, help from the government. You know, some of those folks might be looking for jobs. But I think for CRNAs, um, you guys will be working again and it'll be sooner rather than later. We all know that you play a vital role in the healthcare industry. And we also know that the folks who are running hospitals are not stupid and they understand the value of surgery and surgeons and anesthesia providers because you guys drive a lot of profit for those hospitals. And, um, you know, in the long run, you know, we're hoping that this is just a blip and we move on from it. Uh, we have learned a lot. I think, I hope a lot of CRNAs have learned a lot and, you know, I, I remember a client telling me a long time ago, very wealthy person, um, and she said to me, she said, Jeremy, don't ever, ever, ever think that the good times can't end. And we've seen in the last 30 days that in a 30-day period, you could turn a, an economy that is the number one economy in the world on its head, push it into recession, and if that can happen in 30 days, CRNAs really need to take notice. Now, I'm glad that this might be used as a positive for getting more states to be able to opt out here and be able to use you guys to the full scope of your practice. You know, I know that Arizona got that, West Virginia. Um, you know, there might be other states out there. And I think this is um, ultimately going to be looked back on that, you know, it just bodes well for the cause of CRNAs. But it also, as I've talked about for years, sets up other scenarios for CRNAs longer term. Um, so you got to be careful what you wish for here. You know, it's not always going to be green pasture. Um, you're going to run into some thorns along the way. And I think that CRNAs, this is just a wake-up call again, as I've preached it from uh, the rafters here, to get your financial houses in order. Yes, you make good money, but you do not make Warren Buffett money. And things like that's gone on in the, the economy, things that have happened here with CRNA jobs and positions and 1099 contracts being lost and PRN folks being canceled, this won't be the last time. Things like this will happen again. And you've got to make sure that you're living your life in such a way that when things happen and when things go wrong, uh, that you're not having to rob Peter to pay Paul. Right. And I'm sure after this is over with, a lot of CRNAs will be asking for your advice on what to do to prepare for something like this, Jeremy. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, you know, first and foremost is, you know, taking a look at your debt, making sure you're structuring it right, tracking your monthly spending, which so many of us hate to do, and understanding mm. where money is going on a monthly basis. You know, what's coming in and what's going out. It seems so simplistic, but, um, you know, 
and the majority of people, the more money you make, the less you do that. Get your financial house in order. Establish an emergency reserve fund that could last you three to six months, especially, especially, especially if you're a, a locums 1099 or someone working PRN. This is vitally important. You know, we ask our folks to make sure they've got enough money in the bank to cover them if they couldn't or find a job or work for a few months. And we saw this in 2008. You know, CRNAs were scrambling in 2008. You know, the locums market dried up. CRNAs wanted to get back to a W-2 position. Everybody did, and they couldn't find work. Um, so this was just a lesson learned off of things that has happened in the past. And, you know, I know we always have Sandy Ulett on, and, and Sandy's a big one of learning from the past and, and, you know, paying attention to that. And, you know, we've lived that, Sharon, and I think that um, is something that a lot of new and younger CRNAs haven't had the opportunity to go through yet. So, um, you know, I think if, if you're a CRNA out there, as Sharon said, you know, take, take this time to really think about some of these things. If you're really, really concerned and worried right now about, you know, paying the bills and making ends meet and how that's all going to work out, um, you probably hadn't done as great a job as you should have financially to get your financial house in order and just use this as a wake-up call. Again, I believe and I think most of us believe that this is a short-lived situation for CRNAs and two months from now, three months from now, you're going to be going about your life as normal again. And, you know, you're going to be making that income again and probably more income because the demand is going to be pent up. Right, Sharon? And, uh, oh, it gonna, will be. They're, they're going to be. Everybody wants a colonoscopy, <laughs> you know. There you go. And, uh, you know, you're going to be wanting to be at the beach and uh, on vacation and, and doing all these fun things. And there's going to be so much work out there that, um, you know, it's going to make up for this in spades, I believe. Um, you know, I believe that, that CRNAs are very valuable. And I understand that this is a situation that, you know, everybody's scared and everybody's worried. And sometimes we don't always act rational in these situations. But um, well, anytime money is involved, do any of it ever act rationally? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. think you half of your job is psychology. It really is. And especially right now. You know, and we're just telling people, you know, don't overreact. I mean, you know, we've been through these type of things before. Not that, you know, you shouldn't be looking at your portfolio because you should be. You should understand what's going on. And if this is something that, um, you know, really takes your stomach away, you really need to look at your risk tolerance again, what your goals are, your objectives, and make sure use this time as a learning experience for yourself. And um, if you've got a longer time horizon, that's great. If you're right next to retirement or in retirement and you know you really just can't stand it this is a learning lesson for you you need to make some changes um, and for some people this is an opportunity um, you, you know I think that if you look at where some things are and the the economic picture has been beat down so much you know this could be looked at as an opportunity if you're a longer term investor or a longer term uh, focused person well, I don't see your work getting any slower after this, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it is a lot of hand-holding right now in what we do. And, you know, we also have our tax side. So this just happened to happen right in the middle of tax season, which is another point we want all the CRNAs mm -hmm. out there to know. Um, they have pushed out uh, the tax filing deadline from April 15th to July 15th. And the federal government, at least, has also said there'd be no penalties and in interest if you have an amount out due 
Um, so they've given us more opportunity. And, but the states all haven't matched the federal guidelines. So you need to understand what Ooh, your state is doing. Um, I and, didn't even think about that. Yeah. So North Carolina's pushed out the, the date here. Uh, to July 15th, and they've agreed to waive penalties. But I think there are some laws on the books that they cannot waive interest. Wow. I never even thought about that. So uh, you're talking about state tax. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you need to make sure you understand or the folks you're working with um, are, are keeping up on all that. And uh, because you interesting, I never would have thought about that. And I'm sure that a lot of people would not. Yeah. And, and some states have, um, you know, kind of matched that, but, but some states haven't. So that means that if you don't pay your tax due to your state by April 15th, you're going to hit hit with interest, um, at least at this point. So it, it's a fast moving uh, change changing environment uh, that we're all trying to stay up on. And, um, you know, hopefully Sharon will will do another one of these with some more ideas and and topics that, you know, people might be interested in. But, you know, I think uh, right now from a tax perspective, um, people have a little bit of a reprieve uh, to get their, uh, their tax situation in order. And I know a lot of 1099 CRNAs uh, struggle with that anyway. So this gives them uh, another opportunity for a few months. Well, do they want, well, that wouldn't make any sense. I was thinking next year whenever they file because they'll have less income maybe. <laughs> or maybe it'll be more. I don't know. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of questions uh, around this going forward. So any concluding thoughts well, that you would like to share with listeners before we wrap this up today? Yeah, I just think that, you know, we, we all know that life feels completely abnormal right now. Um, it does on so many fronts. I mean, it's such an oddity that um, to me that people are so crazy over toilet paper and uh, paper towels. And I I just don't get this. Um, But people are not acting rational. And when people don't act rational, it breeds opportunity. There is an opportunity out there. You've got to look at it from that viewpoint and try to figure out where the opportunity is. And But I think, you know, in light of that, we want to help as many people as we can who are being hurt financially, emotionally, physically, if they've come down with the virus. Um, We all need to really join together at this time and, and just doing the little things that we know can make a difference for our friends, our family, our neighbors take this time and just reconnect. You know, we, we actually did that this weekend and we couldn't really go anywhere with the kids. So we set up the tent in the backyard and we camped out and, you know, had a fire and, you know, really, it really helped to be outdoors and, and be able to focus on the family and what's really important. Um, and whatever that is for you, it's different things for different people, but I know that I helped us. So with that, I would just say, you know, let's all band together and, and try to help each other. Sharon and I hopefully um, are doing good with this podcast by trying to get information out there to help you. If there's other things that that you see or you would like for us to talk about, um, we've got thousands of listeners that listen to us on a weekly basis. Uh, we'd be glad to try to get that information out for you. Um, you can email Sharon or I at, um, it's either Sharon at beyondthemaskpodcast.com or Jerry me at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Um, and we would be glad to be able to use this platform to get that information out there and help others. I second that. 
So, well, Sharon, I, I guess we'll wrap it up on that. And um, hopefully next time uh, we'll have more positiveness to talk about and uh, good things. But, you know, like I said, um, every one of these scenarios breeds an opportunity. And um, whatever that opportunity is for you, I hope you take advantage of it. So I think that's a wrap. So we're going to close this thing up, Sharon. And um, we just ask you, if you like our show and you want to know more, check us out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review only if it's positive that's right we want no negative feedback here um <laughs> constructive we'll take constructive <laughs> yeah, we'll take we'll constructive, take constructive. No, no negative right now that's so it. there's enough negativity in this world right to that. <laughs> so until next time it's a wrap Hi, everybody. This is Jeremy. Remember back in episode 45 when my co-hosts Sharon Pierce and Kimberly Gordon talked about the candidate school for nurses that they're piloting at Yale for May of 2020. The application process opened on January 1st. If you're a nurse or a nurse anesthetist and interested in running for elected office or even if you're interested in managing another nurse's campaign, you will not want to miss this opportunity. As the first candidate school for nurses in the country, you will want to be in the inaugural class. Just go to the Yale Nursing website and search Candidate School for Nurses and apply today. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Like what you're hearing? 
Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.